You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. This is BetQL Daily. Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth, and Ashu in for Joe G on this Wednesday. We've got the NFL draft tomorrow, and if you've been paying attention to these prop bets, they are on the move on the move and it just won't stop anytime there's a big nfl event we bring in our guy simon hunter from the action network uh check out the favorites podcast with chad millman and simon simon's on twitter at simon hunter nfl at simon hunter nfl uh simon trayvon walker i mean most of the media they're just getting wind of this like oh he's gonna be number one this is insane but that's old news to us betters uh let's remove trayvon walker from the conversation for a minute uh right now the day before the draft what's uh what's the biggest betting story uh on these props that are still available to wager on and in vegas only a few more hours you used to live there they're gonna they're gonna take those down this afternoon yeah, actually, and I'll touch on that Vegas thing. I think that is interesting what you just talked about, that they're taking the lines down at, what is it, 5 p.m. Pacific time, so yeah. 8 o'clock Eastern. Um, maybe it's because the draft's there, or it's just because they know once all these guys get there, maybe a lot of stuff's going to start leaking. But, again, all these real professionals in Vegas, they have runners all across the country at this point. So I don't think they're too worried about it. Like in New Jersey, I remember last year, you could bet, on the, the lines until I think it was like 7.30 until they took them down in most books. So it, it is going to be interesting to see what other states do. I know Chicago, um, they left lines up last year as well. So it, it'll be mm-hmm. interesting. But, yeah, the biggest storyline to me is gonna, what's going to happen with these quarterbacks. I, I think we're seeing a lot of a lot of professionals I know myself have bet, you know, Malik to be outside the top 10 and bet him falling to number 20, the Steelers. And I, I – I don't know. I, I just a lot of guys I talk to. I just have a feeling like someone's going to move up in the top ten. I don't know if it's going to be the Steelers. I don't know if it's the Saints with those two picks. Now that they made that trade with the Eagles, it's it feels like a lot of people are like trying to act like this is going to be one of those years that these mocks can predict what's going to happen. And I look at the other way. I think it's going to be pure chaos. Like we still don't know who the number one pick is. We might think it's Walker, but do we really know, or is that just people betting off Peter King's mock, latest mock draft? It's it's really a weird year for uh, doing this draft coverage. Yes. What's your thoughts on like one, two, three? Do you have a good feel for any of that? You know, it sounds like a lot of people think it will be Walker, Hutchinson. Which way do you see those top three going? The Walker thing would be so Jaguar. It's like, how mm-hmm. how much more can you overthink a pick and take this guy? Where I, I get it. He's highly talented. But just two months ago, this guy was like a back end first round pick. And now he's the number one pick. It's it's crazy. If it was me, I would honestly, I still think they're going to go Aiden. I have pretty good resources and the people who make a lot of money to be rats, like be a mole on certain teams. And everything you're hearing is that the Jaguars owner wants Aiden. And again, the, the GM could say one thing and people could be hearing things from the coach or whatever about offensive linemen. But we all know when it comes down to it, usually these crazy owners step in, they make that pick. So if the owner still likes Aiden and I still think it's going to be Aiden, I'm going to go against a lot of these mock drafters that, that they've moved Walker to that number one spot. I'll take the buy on Aiden, but I have no idea like everyone else. Like, again, people make six figures to be these like moles on these teams and they don't know what's going to happen in this year's draft because if the first pick is say it is Aiden and then the second pick is Malik 
going to the Detroit Lions. Like, no one saw that coming. It would ruin everyone's mock draft. No one had, So that's why this year has been really fun for a gambling perspective where you can kind of find value on this outside bets if you're kind of betting it to be a crazy year, which I do think it's going to be a crazy year. It doesn't seem like anyone really knows what's going to happen because no one knows what the first pick is. Simon, as someone that lives in the D.C. area, I can tell everyone that if your owner steps in and tries to make draft picks, it never works out well. So good luck to the Jaguars if that's the direction they want to go. Uh, you know, we're, we're looking at, you know, the quarterbacks have obviously been a it's always a polarizing topic. Whatever it is in the NFL, quarterbacks just matter. But, you know, when we look at first quarterback possibly taken in this draft, total number of quarterbacks, we've seen that set around two and a half right now. You know, where are you in? My worry is the back end of the first round where teams can look at picks 31 and 32 and say, we can get that extra option year, that fifth year option year on a young quarterback and really pay them similar money to where they'd be slotted if they were in the early to even mid second round. It's not that much of a difference when it's all said and done. Could that be a situation where that ends up hurting somebody that let's say takes the over or takes the under two and a half quarterbacks in this. And you think it's maybe just Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis. And all of a sudden Desmond Ritter is taking 32nd overall or something. Yeah, I think it's actually mentality is good. And I feel like the people betting that under, they just hate to have fun. Like, who's betting that under? <laughs> it's just the only professionals. But I think the same way as you. It's like, how big of a deal is it that fifth year? The, like, the, the Ravens, if they didn't trade up and get Lamar, they would have to have paid yes. him already. Because they have that fifth yes. year, they have him this year on a good deal. We've seen these contracts and quarterbacks blow up. I mean, Rodgers has got, what, $50 million this year? So, mm-hmm. if you can get a quarterback that's legit, like Mahomes, like Josh Allen, and Again, they've already gotten their new deals, but they'd still help that team sign players during that run with those quarterbacks. So I'm all in on what you just talked about. I really do think mm-hmm. I've actually bet the over three and a half at a big plus number. Like I think it was plus 200 at the time. It might be down to like plus 140 at this point, but I can just see a team trading up and taking him or the, they might take Matt Corral. It's like, yeah, there's just a lot of teams that even if they don't get a guy, I think they all have the same view as they've had with Rosen. Remember with Rosen and the Cardinals? It's like, if a guy's a bust, a team's cool with moving on from him the following year. Like, it's it's not like it is back in the day where it's like, you know, the Giants letting Daniel Jones start for five years. Why does this kid deserve to start for four years or whatever it is? It's, there's very few teams like that. So I'm a big believer that teams will trade up and draft a quarterback like you're viewing it. The the smart organizations move on. Others say, let's try it again with Trubisky. Oh, no, let's change this around him. Uh, yeah, they stick with their guy way too long. Uh, with Simon Hunter of the Action Network Volume Sports going over the NFL draft tomorrow. Simon, you know the people came for your picks, for your best bets. And these numbers uh, move quickly, especially if you're betting over-unders on draft positions all over the map. Uh, of the numbers that are currently available, what do you still like for tomorrow? Honestly, I think the best value, in my opinion, right now is the over of the quarterback cornerbacks. I've seen it at four and a half in a lot of books. I really like that number just because right now a lot of mocks and a lot of really smart guys are saying three cornerbacks are going to be going in the top uh, 12, maybe top 15. That means all you need the rest of the, the first round, the next 17 picks is two cornerbacks to go. And we've seen a real premium on cornerbacks now in the NFL. So to me, there's about three or four guys I could see also going outside the top three, like best guys. So I, I really like that bet a lot. I've been betting that heavy. And my, the other one I really like is um, I actually talked about our show yesterday. If you're all in on the Walker being the first pick, you can mm-hmm. parlay on some of these sites, these draft picks. You could take him being the first, the first uh, defensive player taken. 
And then you can throw in Willis, the quarterback, being the first quarterback taken. I believe it's plus 200 right now on certain books. So if I was shopping around and really thought I I had a good read on this draft, I think Willis is going to be the first quarterback. A lot of teams talk about his upside. I don't believe in the Walker, but I need a hedge, my Aiden bet. So I've made that bet because I just think that's that's good value for a same game parlay and where – these guys, these professionals, they're they're betting this Walker number up. I, I gotta obviously, I believe my own numbers, but I have to listen to the money and see where it's going. So that's just a real nice hedge spot if you have plus number on both sides. I love that. Look at that. I'm curious your thoughts on the wide receiver market, maybe just in general, or which wide receiver you could see going first. This wide receiver market is so tough. It, it really is where. Each guy has kind of their own unique talent that makes them being the you know the first receiver taken. I get it. This kid London, he's a freak. Like I've seen his tape. He's big. He's strong. He's really going to go in high point. But the the all the smoke we hear around Williams now, because again they're they're saying he's he's coming back from his injury really well. This Alabama receiver, his upside's insane. And as an Eagles fan, I'm I'm praying that he falls to us and we get him. So that would just be insane of him and Smith, both Alabama guys with Hurts and. I just I'm worried he's going to go a lot higher than people project because we saw in that Georgia game Williams I think he had like four catches for 150 yards and two touchdowns he went out Alabama's offense couldn't do anything so it, it to me he, he's one of those guys where we've seen it how a wide receiver can change a whole team's makeup like last year with Chase and the year before with, uh, Jefferson it, it's a big deal to get these high receivers so it is tough where I don't know who it's going to be but I say the best value might be London because he's at a good plus number but it is hard to draft um, who's going to be the first receiver taken in this draft. We know this is a NFL league, and we've seen the money that teams are paying wide receivers. So obviously drafting a rookie wide receiver means you're going to pay a lot less for a talent. Uh, you got to have a quarterback in the NFL, but you also have to have guys that can block for this quarterback to give him a chance to you know, get the football to those receivers, to those weapons. The offensive lineman side of things, this is looked at as a very uh, heavy offensive lineman uh, talent pool in the first round coming up. I've seen total number of offensive linemen drafted in the first round set now at seven and a half. It's juiced to the under at minus 205 there. But, you know, is this an opportunity here, too, for a lot of teams to make a run on offensive linemen where it might be worth taking that over seven and a half, which priced at 152 plus 152? I'd stay away just because it's been, it's been just juiced up and bet up at this point. But I did like it. I like where your head was at. Like, I thought it was good value, too. Is that? Open at six and a half, I believe, like minus one thirty or minus one forty, and and they just they've just been betting it up. So I, I'm yeah, I do like the idea of it. Like I got a team could trade in because obviously, like you just talked about, it's such an important position. And again, that fifth year option is such a big deal, especially on the offensive line. But it, it's just been bet up at this point. I just wouldn't touch it. I was Simon Hunter, the Action Network. Simon, it uh, it seems like most people that uh, have made some money over the last number of years as uh, betting the draft has gotten more and more popular, uh, the majority of their wagers are on draft position, picking a player over or under the, the that number, and, and it moves. We're going to see some more movement on the books. I decide to keep these up uh, tomorrow. Do you agree with that idea that that's where, if you're betting the NFL draft, that's where the majority of your money should be? And do you have any favorite over-unders on specific players? Yeah, I mean, it is, again, it's hard because the books are, they're obviously, they're learning. Like last year, I'll never forget how many lines there were for this draft. And it was like a month out and they'd already had a ton of lines up. 
Well, this year they they got burned last year, so this mm-hmm. year they've been a lot more protective. So, my my whole view of the draft is you kind of have to sift through a lot of the BS and try to find the right number. And like my favorite example I ever gave out was that Baker the Baker going number one. That that to this day is one of the more shocking things I've ever seen because I just remember it was it was either going to be Sam Darnold or whatever that first pick overall. <laughs> and like the day before, this kind of rumor came out that it was going to be Baker, and it was like some pros knew that and bet him at plus 900. It's like, how the heck did you guys know that Baker, this undersized kind of, kind of you know, big 12 quarterback is the number one pick, but that's what these, these guys do for a living. And like, again, last year, this guy gave us a good tip that it was going to be Trey Lance, the third pick overall, not Mac Jones. And I mean, I bet that for a month, like a month straight, I was just betting Mac Jones over three and a half. And it was at a plus number for over a month. So that's one of those where if you're trying to get ahead of the books, you kind of want to find a plus number just because, that's how you're kind of taking insurance policy. It's like, even if it doesn't hit, you only need to hit it every now and then for to make a profit when it's at such a high plus number this year. Like my advice to people would trying to be, I would bet for the weirdness. Like, again, if Malik gets taken in this top 10, it's going to throw a little wrench into everything. And it's going to kind of just change things up. Cause right now it's, everyone thinks it's going to be about three or four defensive ends in the first four or five picks. And then it's going to be a cornerback. And it's just, no one really has mocked, um, that much chaos in this draft. So that's what I'm hoping for. Because it is it is definitely not that it's a down year for the quarterback, but next year's quarterback class is so good. That's the reason this year's class is kind of looked at like, eh, they're all right. Like they have some good upside, but I'd rather maybe wait for next year. So that's why to me it's things can get really crazy early on here if Carolina or Seattle or Atlanta takes one of these quarterbacks in the top ten. What is your overall approach when um, betting the draft? Um, it, do you place bets early? Do you wait? Um, I know even that quarterback, the quarterback over three and a half, like if you waited, you could get a better number now than even just last week. But some of these, it seems like you got to jump on them early if you feel good about it. So I was curious your thoughts on your strategy. Yeah, I would say I started betting like my month ago. But I, I buy out of a lot of positions, too. If it starts going the other way, like, while more information comes out, like, this is different than during the regular season. I, you can't get as much money down, and it's way more – you're kind of playing off rumors and hearsay. It's mm-hmm. different than during the actual season um, of betting. So that's why the books can get burned so bad, though, because you can get really good intel. Um, but this year, again, it's it's very unique where there is no real set top three, top four picks. It's – there's just so much that could change with one guy goes at a certain spot. Um, it's kind of unique this year with that, but I would say like next year, like it's going to be a more of a normal year where there's going to probably be three quarterbacks, the top three picks. Whew. Those drafts honestly are more fun because you can really build out an easier mock that way and find better value where again, I have plenty of people I know are putting big money down on Aiden for the past month. And they woke up. What was it? Monday morning after Peter King put out his, mock, uh-huh. like, Holy crap. Everything uh-huh. just flipped. So uh-huh. that's the risk with people doing that stuff betting early where it's like I was ex- I had exposure to a lot of bets, but not enough I couldn't buy out or try to fix my position. At Simon Hunter, NFL, some information there. Best of luck with all your bets uh, tomorrow in the NFL draft tomorrow, Simon. He joined us on the Roman guest line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL. Now to get $15 off your first month, that's GetRoman.com slash 
BetQL. Up next, some of our favorite bets for tomorrow's draft. This is BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.